You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey, this is episode number 50 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your forgetful host, Leroy Luna, coming at you straight out of the closet with a couple stories of thugs who left some strange evidence behind at the crime scene. Oh yeah, baby. Can't wait to sink my teeth into this one. That's a little foreshadowing into our story. You'll get it soon enough. 50 episodes. How about that? Not too shabby. But hey, like I always say, this is just the beginning. Plenty more to come. So many scumbags, so little time. <sighs> Apple Podcasts, everybody. 916 reviews over there, so keep them coming. My wife really enjoyed one of the latest reviews because she was mentioned in it. And this one came from Melissa H7693 from the US of A. So I'm going to shout her out. Thanks, girl. That five-star review is greatly appreciated. Her review said, quote... Shout out to Leroy and his boo. You two make a great podcast. Leroy is funny in his quirky way. Probably what your boo loves about you. I'm thinking it's the love that motivates her slash him to edit the show. I'm picturing boo as a girl, but that's just me. Well, not a girl. Probably more like a woman. Or at least an age-consenting adult with natural lady parts. <laughs> Anyways, enough about that. Leroy is great. He talks a little in the beginning about random stuff, like this, but then doesn't waste your time and gets right into the naughty side of crime. These aren't your bloody mess, gross you out, dead people everywhere crimes. 
These are your everyday local crime section of the newspaper. Crimes. My favorite. Keep up the good work, Leroy and Boo. End review quote. Yeah, my、uh, wife lines up the music and puts in the disclaimer and stuff. She puts a solid half hour work into each episode, while I put in countless lonely hours of frustration, confusion, blood, sweat, and tears. But you know, we're teammates, so <laughs> it's totally equal. Now,、nah, all kidding aside, she does help me with advertisers, emails, all that stuff, and I appreciate it. Podcasting is fun, but honestly, it's not all sunshine and rainbows over here. A lot of bullshit that comes along with the territory, so it's definitely nice to get some assistance from my lady.、Uh, thanks again for that review, Melissa. And yeah, you nailed your description of my wife. It's actually how I met her. I put it. <laughs> I put an ad in the paper saying I was looking for an age-consenting adult with natural lady parts. Bush preferred, but not necessary.、Um, <laughs> I'm not sure how to transition from that. So let's get a joke in here, people. Compliments of upjoke.com. So a guy walks into a bar. We'll call him Bernie, and he bets the bartender fifty dollars that he can lick his own eyeball. The bartender thinks that's impossible, and he takes the bet. So Bernie takes his glass eye out and licks it. The bartender angrily gives him his money. Then Bernie bets the bartender again, five hundred dollars this time, that he can bite his other eyeball. The bartender agrees to the bet again because he knows Bernie's not blind. So he knows he's not going to pull out the other eye, but Bernie pulls out his dentures this time and lightly chomps on his other eyeball. At this point, the bartender is fuming, but gives Bernie his money. I bet's a bet after all. Bernie then orders a beer and walks away. After a few minutes, he walks back and bets the bartender one thousand dollars this time that he can piss directly into a shot glass while running and without spilling within his first two attempts.、Uh, the bartender knows for a fact this is impossible and agrees to the bet. Man, this bartender has a gambling problem, I think. So on attempt number one, Bernie gets his piss everywhere and none in the shot glass. The bartender smirks with high hopes. Oh, this is gonna be easy. On attempt number two, Bernie once again pisses everywhere in the bar except for the glass. The bartender jumps up and down in excitement, knowing that he has won. Yes. It's at that moment that another man in the corner of the bar screams, "Ah, crap!" When the bartender asks what the problem is, the man says. That asshole Bernie just bet me ten thousand dollars that he could piss all over the bar, and that you would be happy about it. All right, everybody, hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with another tale of low-level true crime. And don't worry, my friends, I promise to get you back home in one piece. Just don't leave any of your belongings behind. We don't want anyone tracing us back to any crime scenes. Episode number fifty. Oops, I forgot. You ever forgotten something? Left an item behind, then regretted it because later on it got you in trouble or caused some embarrassment. I remember meeting an ex-girlfriend's parents for the first time. I was kind of nervous, you know, wanting to make a good impression. No one wants their significant other's parents to hate them. 
I went there for dinner, and the evening was fairly uneventful. It went fine. I was polite. Didn't woo them. Didn't instantly become one of the family or anything. But they didn't have a serious hate on for your boy. So we'll call it a win. As the evening was winding down and we were about to head back to my place for some dessert. Know what I'm saying? (laughs) My stomach started rumbling. I felt like I had to take a load off earlier during dinner. But brushed it off, confident I could power through and hold off until I was in the comfort of my own home. Not now though. It was coming full steam ahead. I excused myself to the upstairs washroom. Everything went okay in there. It was your standard dump. I was also a little gassy and bloated as well. So to be honest, it just felt good to get some relief. Let her rip a couple times in there. When I was done, I checked myself out in the mirror and went back downstairs, said my goodbyes and left. What a relief. It wasn't until later that night, when I was at home, that I thought, wait a minute, did I flush the toilet? I ran over the scene once again in my head. Nope, I certainly did not. Oh no. Her parents never ended up confronting me about my lack of toilet training skills. Maybe they never even put it together that it was me. They had to, though. I should have just made a joke about it later on, but I never did. In fact, this is the first time I've ever spoken about that little incident out loud. Feels kind of nice. So I forgot to flush the toilet, leaving evidence behind in my bowel movement. So what? Everybody poops? But what if the stakes were higher? What if I was a criminal and left some key evidence behind that could easily connect me back to the crime scene? What would happen then? Let's find out, shall we? Okay, let's head across the pond to Mayfield, which is a residential town and civil parish in Kirklees, West Yorkshire, England. Easy for me to say. It is located between the towns of Huddersfield and Dewsbury. Our perpetrator actually lives in the neighboring town of Dewsbury, but he got his mini crime spree on over in the wee town of Mayfield. Mayfield has a population of around 20,000 people. Mayfield, which I want to pronounce as Mirfield but was told otherwise by PronounceNames.com, is actually the birthplace of prestigious actor Sir Patrick Stewart. He's done a lot of theatre work, and I'm sure there's things he's much more proud of, but I'd say he's best known for playing Captain Picard on Star Trek Next Generation. He also played Charles Xavier, Professor X, in the X-Men movies. Great actor. And he's got that shiny bald head, too. Makes you just want to give him a noogie, doesn't it? Anywho... P. Stew was born in Mayfield on July 13th, 1940, which coincidentally is the same year our story takes place. Nah, just kidding. This one happened seven years ago. The date is May 19th, 2014. So let's get into it and join 58-year-old Stephen Pickles, who is on the phone with the police. You might be asking, what's the big deal? Well, you see, when Stephen came home that evening, he realized something was amiss. His home had been burgled. Just his garage, actually, which he admittedly left unlocked. And whoever snuck in, well, they stole some big-ticket items. A box of ice lollies and a crate of beer, to be exact. Ice lollies. I like that. We call them popsicles over here. Not exactly a huge heist, but I'm with Steven. Someone enters your home while you're gone and takes anything. No matter how insignificant it may seem, it's always worth reporting. Get a paper trail going, because you just never know. Not exactly sure what Steven's garage looks like, but it's strange that the thief didn't take off with a lawnmower, power tools, or something of more value. 
popsicles and beer are great, don't get me wrong, but yeah, kind of a strange combo, and a very petty heist. When Stephen notified police, they took a statement from him, but they didn't exactly put Sherlock Holmes on the case. There wasn't really much that could be done, so life went on, business as usual at the Pickles residence. That is until a few days later when Stephen made an interesting discovery. He was going to grab some food from the freezer when something caught his eye. Pinned between the freezer and the wall was a set of false teeth. That's right, a pair of dentures. And the funny thing is, Stephen doesn't wear dentures. Hmm, interesting. Could it be, thought Stephen, that the owner of these dentures was the same bloke that broke into his garage days earlier? It would kind of make sense. I mean, if I had false teeth, I'd pull them out to get my gums on an ice lolly. Stephen moved the dentures to a shelf, then called the police. Hey, it was worth a shot. And this move paid off. When police arrived, they were actually able to trace the teeth back to their owner. I wasn't sure exactly how they did this. At first, I thought maybe they got a sample of saliva off the dentures. But after doing a little research, I found that on the base of most sets of dentures, there was a small identification code embedded on them. So that was probably the case. So who was this toothless slimeball, and where was he hiding out? Well, he wasn't hard to find. And conveniently, he was already sitting in a jail cell. 38-year-old Justin Stansfield got picked up by police a few days earlier probably only five or six hours after he had broken into Stephen's garage. What was he in for, Leroy? Well, I thought you'd never ask. Let's go back to May 20th, around 2 a.m., where a 69-year-old retiree was chillaxing on his Lazy Boy recliner in the living room of his home. He must have dozed off while watching the telly, like most people do. Now, he probably would have laid there, passed out till morning, but something woke him up. It sounded like someone was stumbling around in his home. The groggy old-timer grabbed his cane and stepped into the hallway, and that's when he came face-to-face with the toothless wonder, Justin Stansfield. The old man raised his cane in the air. He was ready to strike. But Justin didn't want any of that action. I mean, the guy was already missing all his teeth. Probably didn't want to get a broken nose to go along with it. So he started backing up towards the front door and managed to mutter some excuse to the old man about his girlfriend living on the streets or down the street. Understandably, it was hard for the old dude to comprehend what the intoxicated, mush-mouthed intruder was saying. Justin took this opportunity to take off into the night, and at that point, the old man realized that he had taken a set of his house keys with him. He called the police, who scanned the neighborhood for any suspicious characters. It only took them about 20 minutes to find a man that fit the description nearby. He was pretty drunk, and even had a couple crates of beer with him which most likely were the ones taken from Stephen Pickle's home earlier that day. Police frisked him and found the old man's keys in his pocket. Busted! That's when Justin was arrested and taken into custody. Justin later admitted to breaking into two other houses as well. So what caused him to go on this unsuccessful crime spree, invading the privacy of the poor residents of Mayfield? Everybody has a story. We're all just trying to get by in this crazy thing called life. And if Justin's story is true, you can't help but feel bad for the guy. It's no excuse for breaking into homes, but it's sad nonetheless. Justin used to be into the hard stuff. Heroin was his drug of choice. He managed to kick the habit, but after receiving the terrible news the previous October that he had throat cancer, Justin was back at it and using again. He was also drinking a lot on top of that to try to ease his pain and forget about his problems. Justin had watched his grandfather battle the big C, and felt the treatment the doctors gave him only worsened his condition before he passed away. 
Justin broke into homes to try to steal stuff to purchase more heroin. He was pretty bad at it, though, obviously, making off with only beer and popsicles in his three attempts. He was basically blackout drunk while committing these crimes, so his recollection of all the details were foggy at best. Leaving his teeth at the Pickles residence was evidence of that. How do you forget your teeth? Seems like something you would notice. I feel naked if I don't have my cell phone with me. Imagine not having a set of chompers. Come to think of it, he probably set them on the edge of the freezer while he was sucking back those brewskis and sucking off those lollies. They must have got knocked off and wedged behind the freezer. Then he couldn't find them in his drunken stupor. Not exactly a criminal mastermind, but a sympathetic character. Justin wasn't violent, and he showed remorse. He was embarrassed for what he had done, especially when he realized he startled an old man in the middle of the night during his most recent attempt at thievery. Justin told the judge he was now willing to seek treatment for his cancer. He wanted to get off the heroin too. He felt bad for what he had done, but expected and deserved to be punished. And punished he was. After receiving all the info and taking it into consideration, the judge sentenced him to 16 months in jail for the string of burglaries. To be honest, that may have been the best thing for him. He wasn't doing all that well on his own. At least in jail he could sober up, seek treatment, get off the drugs, and hopefully kick that throat cancer's ass. If he did indeed have it. He also got his teeth back and would get served three meals a day. Things are looking up for our boy. This was seven years ago. I couldn't find an obituary for our guy Justin, so that's a good sign. Hopefully he's alive and well and back on the straight and narrow. Sucking on popsicles and sipping on the occasional brewski in his own home. Sometimes we need a big old kick in the butt to get back on the right path in life. He got kicked in the butt, that's for sure. Hopefully that kick pointed him in the right direction. Honestly, it could go either way. Okay, that'll do it for our first story. Don't worry, I have another one. And this next man, I assure you, will not be as sympathetic of a character. We'll dive into that story after this quick word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Hey, Illegalites, you been feeling down lately? Is something interfering with your happiness? Maybe you're having relationship issues or health issues like our man Justin and need someone to talk to. He probably wouldn't have resorted to crime if he talked to a professional. Or maybe it's stress, anxiety, anger, or depression that's getting you down. There's so many possibilities in this crazy world we're living in right now. If any of those problems are affecting you, BetterHelp could be your answer. They have licensed counselors that specialize in these matters and more. BetterHelp will assess your needs and hook you up with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line or self-help. But it is professional counseling. They'll connect with you in a safe and private online environment. This is all done professionally and securely. No hanging out in an uncomfortable waiting room. We all try to power through our problems, but sometimes we just need that extra boost. And you can get that from BetterHelp. There's no shame in getting some assistance. And you can message your counselor anytime. It's cheaper than the regular offline counseling and financial aid is also available. As a listener of this show, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash excuse me. Join over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash excuse me. I care about you guys, and I want you to start living your happier life today. So give it a shot. And now, back to the show. Okay, let us head on over to St. Paul, Minnesota for this one. St. Paul has a population of about 305,000 people and is the state capital. So does that mean St. Paul is a safe place to live? (laughs) Hell no. Let's check in with our friends at NeighborhoodScout.com to get some stats. 
St. Paul gets a 6 on their crime index, meaning it's only safer than 6% of U.S. cities. Chances of becoming a victim of a violent crime in St. Paul are 1 in 163, compared to 1 in 423 for the rest of Minnesota. Things can get violent, even for a middle-aged woman, minding her business. Now that's bad. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's hop, skip, and jump back 13 years ago to August of 2008. Movies hitting the theater that month were, oh, a couple of great comedies. We got Pineapple Express, starring Seth Rogen and James Franco. That was released August 8th. And August 15th, Tropic Thunder made some waves. That one had Ben Stiller, Jack Black, Robert Downey Jr., Matthew McConaughey. All right. And even Tom Cruise, who was surprisingly hilarious. Friday, August 29th, which is the day our crime takes place, was a pretty terrible one for movies. The most noteworthy hitting the box office that day was the Woody Allen flick, Vicky Cristina Barcelona. The story follows the tale of Vicky and Cristina, Scarlett Johansson and Rebecca Hall, two Americans vacationing in the title Spanish City, who become part of a chain of romances involving an artist, Javier Bardem, and his nutty ex-wife, Penelope Cruz. Ugh. It received 7.1 stars from 250,000 reviews on IMDb. So not bad, but barf. No thanks. I'm not sure if I've ever enjoyed a Woody Allen movie. Like ever, to be honest. just don't like the guy. Comes across as such a nervous, twitchy little weasel. Hit up my DMs with your favorite Woody Allen films if you were (laughs) triggered by that statement. I can't wait to hear all about them. Okay, but enough about all that. Let's get into this little incident. Like I said, it's Friday, August 29th, around 5 p.m. While the classier citizens of St. Paul are getting dolled up to go for a night on the town and perhaps view the latest Woody Allen snooze fest, we find ourselves at a crowded bus stop on the corner of Minnesota and East 7th Streets. Tempers are flaring. An argument has broken out between a 27-year-old man and a 59-year-old woman. No word on what the argument was about. I'm not going to speculate that it had anything to do with Woody Allen and his controversial sex life, but who knows? The angry man gets in the woman's face and shouts, quote, Why don't you show me some respect? No doubt this makes slack-jawed onlookers uncomfortable, but the most uncomfortable of them all, of course, was the 59-year-old lady. In fact, she becomes so uncomfortable with this unstable man's actions that she whips out her cellular phone and makes a call to the police. This enrages the already enraged man. Instead of taking a deep breath and counting to 10, or walking away from the situation altogether before police arrive, he does what, in his mind, is the next best thing. Punches her in the face. Yikes. This causes a 63-year-old man to step in. Sorry for only listing everyone's ages. Gotta work with the info I got here. Kudos to this man for stepping in. I mean, this guy shouldn't be hitting anyone. But a woman pushing 60, who's just trying to catch the bus... This nut job is out of control. So these guys get into a little scuffle here. The perpetrator hits the man over the head with the blue folder he had in his hands. The folder containing his homework hits the ground. And it's finally at that moment, the angry asshole decides that he better flee the scene. When police arrive, they take everyone's statement. And when they're told that the ticking time bomb of a man left his blue folder behind, they open it up and take a gander. That's when things take an ironic turn. You see... This homework the man was holding was for his anger management class. In fact, he was on his way to that very class when this incident went down. Makes you wonder what kind of nonsense they're teaching him over there. Because it ain't working. 
The paperwork had his name and everything on it. Justin John Boudin. Wow, another Justin. Just like our other story. What are the odds? Needless to say, it wasn't hard to track him down. On February 29th, 2008, JJB pled guilty to fifth-degree assault. You know what I just realized? Um, he pled guilty in February of 2008 for the crime from August. Uh, so that means that the incident would have actually happened uh, August 2007. Damn it. Well, it's too late to turn back now. Uh, we still got some important movie knowledge in there, and I stand by all my previous Woody Allen statements. Okay, I'm back. I just had to pause for a second and quickly check when the movie Anger Management, starring Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson, came out. April 11th, 2003. Uh, four years earlier. Too bad, because that would have been perfect timing. So anyways, yeah, he pled guilty, as he should have, and on May 5th, he was sentenced to 181 days in jail, which he had already served. So six months, time served. Not bad. At the beginning of the hearing, like a gentleman, Justin tried to reverse his guilty plea, saying there wasn't enough evidence against him. Yeah, all the witnesses there weren't enough, apparently. What a weasel. Clearly not learning his lesson, and now trying to play the victim, he told the judge, quote, I never touched anybody. I was kicked and tackled to the ground. End quote. He also tried to get his charge changed to a gross misdemeanor. Gross indeed. Judge Edward Wilson wasn't having it. The charges stood, and it remained as a felony on his record. The victim, who we won't be naming, said Justin seemed like, quote, he wanted to fight somebody that day, end quote. And he chose her. What a guy. Along with the six months in jail, JJB also received five years probation, had to pay an undisclosed amount of restitution to his victim, and of course, he is not allowed to have any sort of contact with her. So there you have it. Not funny when you really think about it. This man has issues, and judging by his behavior in court, it doesn't look like he's learned his lesson, like at all. He hit a 59-year-old lady in the face for practically no reason. I hope he doesn't have a girlfriend, a child, or a pet for that matter. You gotta see the beauty in the fact that this idiot was on his way to an anger management class, though. That part is uh, pretty hilarious. Without that key ingredient, I highly doubt we'd be discussing the brawl at the bus stop. We definitely wouldn't. Uh, they didn't say anything about JJB being required to take more anger management classes. Maybe he already finished it and graduated with honors. If so, I want that teacher. Because if Justin John Boudin can pass his class, then surely anyone can. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 50. Oops, I forgot. This guy certainly made the cops' jobs easier, didn't they? If only all criminals were that forgetful. Love it. As always, I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing that sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. Okay, it's that time again. Listener confession time, baby. So let's get criminal, criminal. I want to get criminal. Oh, hey, it's me again to read this badass criminal confessional. So here goes. Hi, Leroy. I'm Tasha, a New York transplant living in Milwaukee. I'm not much of a criminal, and therein lies the problem. Example, once at a Publix in Miami, I placed a bunch of Kool-Aid packets in the part of the cart where babies ride, and at some point, I placed my purse on top of them. To be fair, I did forget they were there until it was time to pay for my groceries. Not thrilled to be paying over 100 bucks for what was essentially dinner, when I spotted the corner of a packet while reaching for my payment method, I decided I would leave them there until I got to my car. My heart immediately started pounding, hands shaking a little. I paid for my items and walked away with my bagged groceries in the cart, purse firmly settled atop the Kool-Aid. There was a security guard at the door, and he smiled at me. It took all my courage to walk past that man, knowing he was destined to detain me for shoplifting. Just before I got to my car, my worst fear was realized. The security guard came running at me. I stuttered an explanation that I hadn't realized. Just as I opened my mouth, he handed me a bag that I had forgotten at the register. Phew. The friend I was with got a big kick out of that experience. And for a time, that was the only criminal act in my repertoire. Fast forward two years later. Same friend has her adult niece come to visit, and we're taking her out for a night on the town. South Florida style. Oh boy. The bar we went to had a buy two, get the third free special. Perfect. She got to drink for free. There was no small print, I swear. So we had shots and chased them with some good old Canadian lager. After round eight of Jaeger shots, I was feeling a little frisky. The niece told a tale about a brush she had with the law that had us all laughing. That sparked the memory, and my friend told the public's story. We drank two more rounds, and I endured more merciless teasing about how L7 I was. L7 means square. You know, slang. Anyways, I had had enough. Time to move on. We called for the check, and it was more than we had calculated. And between the three of us, we came up $43 short. Awkward. I had a solution. We called my boyfriend at the time, who was home watching my six-month-old. Evan was coming to the rescue, baby and all. 
While we waited, my liquid courage got the better of me. I could be a criminal, damn it. I'm black. <laughs> so I was supposed to be hip, cool, and experienced. Not gonna let these white girls show me up. LOL. I told them my bold plan. Why pay $183 for these drinks when we can take our money to another bar and start all over? We were on the patio and had outdoor seating, after all. The waitress was inside. Perfect opportunity. They were against it, but I was insistent. I am not square, damn it. I was the last to leave the table. I did mention that I was the only black one in the group, but I was also the only one wearing stilettos. And understandably, not too steady on my feet. To this day, I don't know which was the determining factor. Either way, before I had gotten half a block away, I was surrounded by every server in the area. It was a strip, lots of bars, so it was a relatively large crowd. I learned that when this sort of thing happens, the server has to pay out of pocket. I was pretty intoxicated and the faces blurred and it was like cartoonish, angrily pointing fingers and wide open mouths yelling. The police showed up and rescued me from the mob, placed me in the back of the patrol car until they sorted out the confusion. My friends returned to speak to the officer as I yelled at them to run away. I was going to take one for the team. Leave me to my fate and take the money and have one on me. <laughs> to shorten this long story, the boyfriend showed up and we paid the bill. They let me out of the police car to rejoin my friends. The officer approached us to return our driver's licenses. As he came closer, I whispered to my friends, Oh no, he found the warrant from New York. I'm going down. <laughs> Despite my friend's urgent insistence that I absolutely did not have a warrant in New York, the officer took my ID and went back to the car. That little stunt I pulled cost us another 45 minutes, as the man looked for warrants for me nationally and through Interpol, I would imagine. What a blast! I was 23, by the way, and young and as stupid as I wanted to be. But to this day, that is my softcore criminal machination. I was terribly embarrassed the next day, and my friends still tease me. I also paid dearly for the dozen Jaeger shots and won't touch the stuff to this day. So what do you say, Leroy, and you other illegalites out there? Am I forgiven? Best, Tasha. Okay, Tasha. I can relate to uh, not touching the Jaeger shots. For me, it's Southern Comfort. Used to drink it as a teenager. Too many bad experiences, and I, I can't touch it anymore. I can also relate to the grocery store petty thievery. I've accidentally taken off with water numerous times. I also skipped out on a large tab at a strip club. Uh, that's a story for another day. Um, but it happened when I was 23, same age as you, uh, when the shit went down, so we have a lot in common. I'm sure we'd get along just great. No judgment here at all. I think we've all had those times when we were young and or had too much to drink and the night just got away from us. As for your pals still teasing you, that's what friends are for. I love it. Uh, I'm pretty sure I speak for all illegalites, minus maybe a couple of servers, when I declare that you are most definitely forgiven and absolved of all wrongdoings. Enough time has passed, so take that weight off your shoulders and hold your head up high. Go for a night on the town with the ladies to celebrate. Just make sure you pay the tab when the night is through. Thanks, Tasha. Excuse me, that's illegal at gmail.com. Send me your true crime confessions. Alright, time to get serious here. Can I now have your attention, please, as I induct the next members into the elite group known as the Neighborhood Watch? Ariel P. 
Victoria S. and Nutjob. You are now members of the Neighborhood Watch. Let's sound the air horns to make it official. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining. It really helps out a lot and is appreciated more than you know. Patreon.com slash excuse me, that's illegal. Come join this elite squad for the price of a Big Mac a month. I just added another bonus episode over there about a couple of public butt sniffers. Wild stuff. And my bro Jack Luna and I are always getting crazy with the Luna Bin shows. And you'll also get early ad-free episodes. It's always a good time. Okay, that's all I got for you for now, Illegal Lights. Let's meet up in another 10 days and I'll serve you up with another hearty helping of soft coarse gum baggery. Peace! Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.